it's been a month since we last recorded. You've been ill. Yes. And you still are ill. Not really. I mean, the cough isn't going away, but I feel fine. You've actually got what I had, but you caught it completely independently. That sounds good. Yes. Say that. That should be the official line. <laughs> Rather than I infected you during a podcast recording. Yes, please. I thought, I thought it was completely independent because it seemed to be weeks later you seemed to fall ill. <coughs> I was going to say bless you, but that's for sneezing, not coughing. Sorry, you are ill. I recorded when I was really ill as well, but that's possibly how you ended up <coughs> with this cough. Has it mutated in you and then you're going to pass it back to me? I don't think so. There's going to be the, like the ever cough that gets stronger each time. Except one time one of us will be dead. <laughs> what eventually will become more cough than human. <laughs> it's like some legendary cough. <laughs> Things that have happened since we last recorded. The division got released. I went to South Korea. I saw something that looked like it belonged in The Witness. Did you see any StarCraft on TV? Oh, you know, I saw League of Legends on TV. I was flicking through the channels and I saw League of Legends on TV and I was like, it's true. They really do show it on TV. And then I saw a bunch of people playing Go as well. Not the AlphaGo match, but some people just playing Go, like televised Go on TV. And I was like, wow, South Korea really is different. Yeah. So it's been a month. Everything's changed. I can no longer put the pop filters on this microphone anymore. They're in some strange new configuration. I think it's better. I'll go with that. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. What kind of accent is that? Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Really excited to be here. Maybe you should say it. (laughs) Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Where we have terrible search engine optimization. I'm Ting. I'm Mike. And we're a part-time book club for games. (laughs) Part-time? When you say a part-time book club, do you mean we're a book club part of the time and the rest of the time we're something else? Yeah, we are. Or do you mean that we ourselves are doing this part-time? That works on both levels then. Oh, very clever. It's like The Witness. I'm not as clever as The Witness. I won't even pretend to be. I think it's funny, it turns out that I completely didn't understand The Witness. I found it just before I went on holiday. We could talk about it next time. Yeah, it's a tangent. It's too much of a tangent. Maybe it doesn't need to be said. So, what do we want to really talk about today? Do we want to start off with the next book club game? Oh yes, just to get out of the way. Yeah, let's do it. So it's my choice now, Dark Souls 3. Because Dark Souls... My worst fucking nightmare. I think one of the things you actually said when we first started doing this, we had the idea of one of us picking. You said, oh, I hope you don't pick Dark Souls. And so I'm not picking, well, I'm not picking Dark Souls. I'm picking Dark Souls 3. Fine. I think it's probably more accessible than Dark Souls. I think it's probably also not as good, but we'll see. I think its reputation precedes it. I think that's the only problem here. At the time we're recording this, it's not actually out yet. At least not out in the rest of the world. It's out in Japan. So why Dark Souls 3? Because Dark Souls. Literally, that's literally what it is. I had heard of Dark Souls before. I'd never really played it. I knew very little about it. Other than that, it was supposed to be actually quite cruel and difficult. A friend bought it for me in a Steam sale. 
So I was gifted a copy of Dark Souls and they just said, you should play this, I think you'll like it. And so when someone gifts you a game, you feel kind of obliged to play it. And, and they were playing it as well. So I th- said, okay, fine, I'll play it. I didn't really get it at first. I remember going through a lot of faff as well, because I had it on PC and it looked awful on PC. It was a really bad port, but there's a load of patches you can apply, like third-party patches. DS Fix is the main one. And that makes it then look good. You can actually make it run at any resolution and do borderless full screen and all sorts of stuff. So, Do boilers full uh, screen? Sorry. Borderless full screen. You know when you go full screen in a game then you're kind of dedicating that whole monitor to the to the game process. And then, then I guess that process controls things like V-Sync and whatever. But then if you alt-tab out of it, it's kind of got to switch back to the desktop and it's all funny and you can't switch quickly. Borderless full screen, then the game is just a window with no border. So you can quickly alt-tab, you can have other windows on top of it. I first encountered it in World of Warcraft. And certainly with World of Warcraft, you often need to be looking stuff up. It, you know, you practically have to keep referring to this encyclopedia if you're going to be playing the game efficiently. The fact that you care about playing the game efficiently probably shows that it's not that much fun as a game, apart from the social aspect. I guess also you're having to do things like switch your chat channels and things to other people and whatever. So, yeah, we have to alt-tab quickly from a game. I prefer that, and I guess that's why I like Borderlands full screen. It's one of those things, if you're not looking for it, you don't know it's there necessarily. I guess so. I mean, if you want the absolute maximum frame rate possible, and I think if you want things like V-Sync off and to control it as perfectly as possible, then you don't want borderless full screen. But if you care more about convenience than absolute maximum performance, then I think it's pretty good. Yeah, so I was bought Dark Souls. I didn't get it at first. But I persevered with it. And eventually just something clicked. It was when I got through the first bit of just the punishing mechanics. The thing with Dark Souls is you you die a lot. But it's not... Dark Souls is actually not a difficult game. It's just that we're sloppy gamers. Yes. Dark Souls, once you get it, is actually really quite straightforward. There are very few times when you will die and it wasn't your fault. Certainly if it's not your first playthrough. And even if it is your first playthrough, if you are sufficiently cautious, it's very rare that you'll die and it not be your fault. The traps, there are clues that there's going to be a trap there. The enemies, if you just run in and mash the button, then you'll die. But if you take it cautiously and you observe how they attack, all of their attacks have quite big tails. You can, you can see it coming and you can deal with it appropriately, be that to block or to dodge or to parry. And the mechanics of the combat are really fun and quite deep. When you watch people who, who know Dark Souls play Dark Souls, it's, it's a really quite mesmerising experience. Maybe you don't actually appreciate quite what's involved unless you've played the game yourself. But it's funny to compare it to The Witness again. It's another game of levelling up the player as much as levelling up the character. You can level up your character and 
that will make the game easier and you can eventually just keep plugging away at it if you're just not good enough but if you're good at the game you don't need to level up your character if you as the player are good enough you can get through it just by pure skill without ever leveling up there's mechanically that but also i think the main thing i loved about it was the exploration i've said before what am i looking for in a game i'm looking for a game that surprises me in a good way dark souls has so many times where I, you think, oh, they couldn't have done that, but they did do that. And not only did they do that, they took a step further as well. There are whole areas of the game that you never have to go to. In fact, there's hardly any indication that they even exist. There's maybe some reference to it in an item description. And most people, unless they're using a guide, will never find this place. It's very rare these days because I guess it's expensive to make content for a game with all the 3D and the animations and the texturing. It's actually quite involved and and it's expensive. So it's very rare these days to not force your player to see everything that you've made and to have the maximum time out of your game. And yet here's Dark Souls. Huge chunks of the game, completely optional and completely hidden. Yeah, it's marvellous. That is Dark Souls 1, though. Dark Souls 2, slightly different. Dark Souls 3 is going to be slightly different again. I actually think some of the things I really liked about Dark Souls are just not in Dark Souls 3. From what I can gather before we've played it, I don't think the world is as interconnected. I don't think the world is as cleverly designed. But I'm still going to play it, and I'm going to force you to play it too. Thank you. I think I'm going to play it on PC. I'm going to play on PS4. So how would you introduce this to a a noob, newbie? What do you mean? Like I mentioned earlier, there are tons of articles saying how to survive Dark Souls 3. It sounds like the first thing I should do is not read them, because they're just building up nothing. How would, what would you say to someone to, keep, to ensure that they kept going? Or just to help them in, ease them in. I think, what, what can I say? Don't be scared of dying. Learn from your mistakes. Dying's really not that bad. And should I not go to the wikis? As much as I am tempted to, to seek out, you know, the best build, the best approach to doing you know any anything that would make my life easier yeah it's a tough one again i'm just thinking what did i do it's actually not that easy to say what the best thing is but equally it's not that bad however you level it up pretty much everything is viable to some extent and again it's just Play how you feel. Don't worry about it too much. It's really... I I think people take it very seriously. And you certainly can take it very seriously and min-max it. But you don't really have to. Okay. I, I just think don't worry too much. I think that's the key to it. Just don't get too stressed. Yeah, I think that can be said for a lot of games, actually. And, you know, if you are stuck, just keep grinding away and you will eventually 
breakthrough. <laughs> what, so with every death, I'm still gaining XP? No. Oh. Sorry. That is a thing. When you die, you drop all your XP. And if you die again, it's gone forever. So when you die, you have to try and get back to where you died and pick up your XP again. But that's the XP I've gained since a point in time. Since you last spent it. That's, that's why it's such interesting game design. It's kind of encouraging you not to hoard too much. Because if you try and think, I haven't figured out how I'm going to build my character yet, so I'm just going to keep earning XP and I'm going to spend it later. But unless you spend it, you're at risk of losing it all. So you kind of feel like you need to keep incrementally spending your XP as soon as you get it. It's also quite funny because there are things that are gated by huge XP amounts. In Dark Souls 1, certainly, there's like a gate that needs a key, and you can buy the key for 25,000 souls. And at the start of the game, 25,000 souls is a crazy amount of souls. It's actually quite difficult to get, or it would take you a long time to get that just by grinding low-level enemies. You've got to, like, kill a boss, or a couple of bosses even, at low level. And then even once you've got 25,000 XP, you're thinking, well, I could level up 10 times with 25,000 XP, or I could buy this one key. So do I really want to go through that gate? And of course, later on, 25,000 XP, kill a couple of enemies, that's 25,000 XP. So it's an interesting way of gating the game. And of course, if you really are good, you as a level one character can just go and kill some completely badass enemies by just parrying them to death, because I'm that good. And then you can obviously speed run the game. And it's really interesting to see someone playing through it their first time. It took me like 60 hours to finish Dark Souls. And then watching a speed run of Dark Souls and being blown away. It's really mesmerising to watch how elegant they are. They start the game, they immediately just take off all their armour, because I don't need armour, I'm never going to get hit. And they're just nimbly dodging everything with rolls, parrying every attack, backstabbing everything. I don't even know what my point was anymore. (laughs) Yeah, if you get stuck, you can grind away. You just kill a few enemies, level up, kill a few enemies, level up. It doesn't even matter what you level up in. Every time you level up, your base defense increases. Okay. So you will eventually, you will eventually manage it. And also at some point it will just click and you'll, you'll get a feel for the game, when to block, when to dodge, how aggressive to be. I think it is a more aggressive game than Dark Souls 1 though. I think it's, they've taken a lot of lessons from Bloodborne in. So it's a much faster paced and more dynamic game. That sounds good for me. Although you saw me playing Bloodborne. Yes. What did you think? That looked good. Because if you're frustrated, you're encouraged to keep going rather than at a point of frustration, you were meant to sort of temper your frustration and sort of control it. You were actually encouraged to just actually go at it again. Right, you're meant to channel it and keep going forwards rather than have to take a step back and sort of Reevaluate your plan, which keeps the momentum ticking quite nicely. I'm not sure what you mean by that. But if it works for you, good. <laughs> well, if you don't understand, I don't think anyone else will. Just to be clear as well, you've not played any of the Souls games. You've not played Demon Souls, Dark Souls, or Bloodborne. Nope. So this is going to be a completely new experience for you. Yeah. So I've already warned you that I may not finish it. Well, you don't, yeah, you don't think you're going to finish it. But I'm going to put in a good shift still. What, what did Dark Souls get on Metacritic? The original? I don't 
No. Not 95, though? No, not 95. Okay, because otherwise it'll be on your list. I don't think Dark Souls 3 is in 95 either, is it? I think it's on 90 at the moment. 90? Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, and even the PS4 is on 90, and I thought it would get penalised for its poor frame rate. Does it have poor frame rate? At times, but clearly not enough to hamper the game. Or, yeah, clearly not enough to hamper the game. Okay. Interesting. I think the only sad thing about us playing on different platforms is that we will not be able to help each other out. Because, you know, you can be summoned into other people's games. And, you know, also people can just invade your game. Do you know about any of this? Yes, this I know. Okay. I've heard that summoning help, especially, say, you want your friend to join, is actually quite tricky. It can be quite tricky. I think they've made it easier. In Dark Souls 1, it's really tricky. In Dark Souls 2, actually, it wasn't too bad. And I don't know about 3 yet, obviously. You're definitely going to get on PC, aren't you? Well, I, I could get it on PS4. I just thought maybe I might stream it if I got it on PC. But actually, it might be more comfortable just to play it on PS4, on the couch. Getting assistance from Sir Mike does sound quite tempting. I'll think about it. I'm just thinking that I don't think you're actually going to end up playing this game at all anyway. I should do. I don't see why I shouldn't. Getting on PS4 will make a massive difference, though. I think the chances of us both playing at the same time is probably going to be quite low. Or I think the chances of us both being a similar level might be quite low, unless I have a second character that I just play at your pace. But at the same time, if we're on at the same time, we'll probably end up playing Division. It's fine. I'll ask you again on the 11th of April. (laughs) I could just get it on both. Don't do that. Yeah, that would be crazy. Because then you have to maintain two characters. But I played I played through, say, Dark Souls 2 twice. I mean, actually, although I, in fact, that's the other thing to say. I, although I enjoy Dark Souls, I'm not like a hardcore Dark Souls guy. I've only finished them, what, like a couple of times each. I'm not putting in hundreds of hours into the game. I'm obviously not a speedrunner. I'm not some Dark Souls savant. Have you played Demon Souls? I have played Demon Souls. I didn't finish it. It felt just kind of too clunky and unpolished. There is one question I do really... It's the, if I die once my XP is there. Do you find... I guess you can't panic reset your console to stop yourself dying a second time. So... I guess it happens so quickly. No, Dark Souls is like Iron Man mode. It's saving the game constantly. So if you try and panic reset your console, you've probably corrupted your save game. It's always saving the game. If you are playing the game and you need to take a break and you just quit the game, when you turn the game back on, you'll be exactly where you quit the game. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. But it does mean that you can't save scum it. Well, if you're on PC, you probably can, because you can just copy the file, but you're not supposed to be able to. You certainly can't do it on a console. Okay, I'm satisfied. I'm curious. I may bitch, moan, and complain to you, at you, for the first week. And after that, I might take it all back. And then curse your name again, and then it'll click. Yeah, it depends how long we're going to play Dark Souls 3, 4. It might be really shit. Yeah, it just kind of depends on whether you think you will actually finish it. Or whether you think very early on that's like, yeah, this is enough for me. I won't give up on it. I think whether we're going to have like interim status reports of how far we managed to get. I guess that's enough. I feel that's like that's enough. Boom. Dark Souls 3? 
Dark Souls 3. So, it's been a month. And what I really want to do is just throw at you some things that have happened in the last month and just get some choice quotes. Choice Choice quotes. From Sir Michael. Hopefully, something offensive, (laughs) insulting. They'll give us some notoriety. It's like, please listen to us to tell us we're privileged shitlords. <laughs> Is that the right term? I don't know. I'm not down with the kids anymore. It sounds funny. So the first one was the um, NX fake controllers. Oh, yeah. They looked really fake, though. Did you believe at any point? I thought it looked really dumb. Like, I did think, well, I really hope this isn't the controller. So what I really wanted to ask you is, what hopes do you have for the NX? I want to know, it's like, it's some unconventional thing. I mean, it's going to be like a toaster or something. It's just insane. What I would like is if it's not region locked and they just make some good games. I don't want to have to control games with my nose. I don't want to have to go and stick my fingers in my ears and jump up and down on one leg to enjoy this new game experience. I would just like to be able to play a good game. Wiggly, waggly motion controls get stale pretty fast. Funny, giant touchscreen controls get stale quite fast. Why has the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation 1, why do they all have a controller with two analog sticks, four shoulder buttons, four face buttons and a d-pad why does the xbox the xbox 360 the xbox one have a controller with two analog sticks four face buttons, you know because it makes sense why does the nintendo controller have oh just one button or two buttons or 16 buttons or it's always got to be something different i get that they want to be innovative but i feel like the innovation is actually getting in the way of making fun, innovative gameplay experiences. It's more become gimmickry. And it's just quite annoying. I just hope that whatever they do next doesn't get in the way of being a good games console or handheld or whatever it is. You don't care which one it is? Not particularly. Okay. If it's not region locked, I will be 9,000% more likely to buy it. If it's region locked... I will probably not bother unless they do something like release a new Zelda game or something and I'll be unable to resist. Okay. For me, they just have to somehow merge the libraries of the handheld platform and the home console platform. Because otherwise they're spreading themselves, themselves too thin. They have no games. I'm trying to even remember. Like It's, it's weird because, because I didn't buy a Wii U. I think I'm actually just starting to forget, you know, why bother with Nintendo games? I've been playing Majora's Mask, obviously, for for the book club game. And I've been using my 3DS again, which I hadn't really used since Link Between Worlds. I didn't want to ask you, what was it like with the 3DS? I fiddled with 3D again a little bit and then just remembered why I don't use it and turned it off. I was really... I was really struck by how low resolution the screen is. Things like that didn't used to bother me so much, but I think I've just become spoiled. But did that happen straight away? Or did over time you realise, actually, 
it's looking pretty shit or did you think it looked pretty no, shit? no it's a it's it's the first thing that struck me was like wow the screen's really low res and then actually if anything you've noticed it less and less as you get more absorbed in it but yeah it's a funny thing i don't know what they're going to do but they they must certainly feel that this whole episode is going to be slightly rambly because i think we we just decided to try and record something today Yep. So this this may all go a bit round the tangenty, but but so long as we don't end up repeating ourselves, we should just move on to the next one. The second we think we're running out of ideas or we're repeating, we should just move on to the next one. We have enough. Yeah. So I mean, this is going to chain things together slightly, but what are Nintendo going to do? Because the, the nature of the console industry is changing. I think people are talking about the PS four K or PS four point five. There was talk of an Xbox one point five or Xbox one and a bit. What are Nintendo going to do? if this is the way the industry starts to go, because I think they feel that they can't just release a more powerful console with two analog sticks, four shoulder buttons, four face buttons and a D-pad, because they feel like, I don't know, that's a cop-out, I guess. They've never just done what everyone else is doing. But then if it starts becoming consoles being almost more PC-like and incrementally upgrading, I don't know what that means. For all we know, the NX is the beginning of this. Maybe that's actually Nintendo's secret weapon. And the NX is going to be backwards compatible with Wii U and 3DS and all these new things too. And it's it's kind of going to just be a platform in the sense that you can keep upgrading it handheld and and console. You know, maybe we've got to the point where they can make a handheld that's as powerful as the Wii U. I don't know. And if you've bought in the past, can still play it so all your virtual console stuff works there's cross play is it cross play or cross buy i mean cross buy that would be nice but as you say that i'm just thinking this sounds nothing like the way they've done business before so i very heavily doubt it wouldn't it be nice this is like a dream thing it'll be region free and you'll only have to buy the game once and it'll work forever on whatever yeah but this is like the exact antithesis of everything nintendo's done for the past 10 years i talk about all these features but the reality is i just need 95 on the new zelda and i'm i'm there It's simple. Simple. Can we move on? Yeah, go for it. Oh. I know we've already mentioned Dark Souls 3. This was specifically about it being streamed prior to launch. What do you feel about that? Would you jump onto that stream? Or would you stay away and try to avoid the spoilers? At this point, this close to launch, I'm going to stay away and try to avoid the spoilers. If it was like being streamed like a month ahead of release or something, then oh yeah, maybe. But it's been out in Japan already for weeks, isn't it? Dark Souls 3, the Japanese release, was actually way earlier. So if you really wanted to play, you could just get a Japanese version. In fact, we're in Hong Kong. I probably could have gone to a shop and bought the Japanese version of Dark Souls 3 last week. But you can't read Japanese. I can't read Japanese, no. But that wouldn't, wouldn't deter you. Well, it depends what you're playing it for. As someone who actually really likes the story and really likes to read all the item descriptions, yeah, I mean, it would bother me. But if I just wanted mechanically to play the game, you'd get a lot out of it, even if you didn't understand it. Also wanted to just quickly jump on... Oh, but we... I know where you are at Majora's, but we can do, a, like, a, a public update. Well, I think it's funny that I've overtaken you. It's been a month since we last recorded, and that's when we actually said, oh, Majora's Mask is the game. When we actually said Majora's Mask is the game, you'd actually been playing it for a couple of weeks already, I think? Don't think so. Or a couple of days, then. A couple of days, yeah. Yeah. And I I bought it on the day we recorded yeah. the podcast. I'd gone out and bought it. 
I only really started playing it 10 days ago or something. Just before I went on holiday, I started it. And I've now overtaken you. <laughs> but you were on holiday. I was on holiday, yeah. And there was quite a lot of downtime on the holiday where we were traveling from one place to another. So we just couldn't do anything other than just play the 3DS. But you do have six bottles. I do have six bottles, yeah. Because you did stream it. And I was watching you. <laughs> you must have been playing it before we recorded the last podcast because I think we talked about your streaming of it on the podcast and me going like, Ting, Ting, what are you doing? Stop falling off the platform. And another time you streamed it and I was watching and I was, <laughs> it was incredibly painful because you have to fetch these eggs from this pirate fortress and you had to laboriously struggle your way into the pirate fortress and get an egg and pick it up in your one bottle and then go out and drop it off and then laboriously fight your way all the way back into the pirate fortress and pick up another egg and then fight your way out. Yeah. The worst part was I ran out of time. And then you ran out of time and I had to do it all over again. You have no one to blame but yourself for that. Thanks. Yeah, that amused me. Really. It didn't amuse me that much. It was quite, well, it was quite funny actually. So you've made it to You've made it into the last temple. I am in the last temple, yeah. So I'm quite near the end. You are actually just before that, so there's not that much in it. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I will probably have it finished before Dark Souls 3 arrives. I may not. I I should be there or thereabouts. Yeah, because you need to finish it because it's a 95, according to your rules. Have you used a guide or anything, or are you just... Uh, when did I look? Oh, I need. Oh, fucking hell. I decided I needed to get a second bottle. <laughs> okay. So I had to use a guide for that. Yeah. It is a bit unfair because I have played it obviously at the time of release. So there were a lot of things I've forgotten, but there were some things I could remember. So it's not been quite so bad for me. And also, I feel no guilt looking at a guide because I did it the whole round the first time. So there are times when I'm just being like, oh, I just don't remember this. I'm just going to look it up. So you didn't 100% it first time round? I did, actually. I didn't 100% Ocarina of Time, but I did 100% Majora's Mask. Without a guide? Uh, yeah, I think so. Fair play. Fair play. Because I think Majora's Mask actually gives you quite a lot of clues. There's a mask you can put on and you can talk to those uh, shaker stones and they'll tell you things. And then again, like the streamlining or easification of games, I guess. In the 3DS, there's a hint system. 3DS version is a hint system. So you can actually just go into the clock tower where the happy mask salesman is, and there's like a gigantic shaker stone. You can just go up to him and go, I'm stuck. What do I do next? And it'll just tell you. Did you make use of that? I did make use of it one time because I couldn't for the life of me remember where to... You know, it's the bit you got stuck on to. I thought it was quite funny. This is the bit you were streaming. If anyone's watching the stream... Actually, I know no one was watching the stream. It was only me and we were having a, an amusing chat. <laughs> but... Yeah, the bit where you get the four eggs from the Pirate Fortress and then you're going, what do I do? Where are the other three eggs? They tell you there's a cutscene in the Pirate Fortress when you get one of them and it says, oh, the other three are at Pinnacle Rock. Hmm. I could not for the life of me remember where Pinnacle Rock was. Like I had to get there. I was like, it's over there, right? And I kept swimming off in the distance and it kept putting me back on the beach. And I was like, I did that as well. I actually used the 3DS hint and it said, Oh, you do this. And I was like, oh, so that's where the... Pin- I, all I needed to know was where the entrance was. Once mm. I knew where the entrance was, it was fine. So. Yeah, but I used a hint for that. I felt slightly dirty afterwards, but then I just decided I should let it go. 
feel so relieved hearing this because like I hear it so much on I'm on the end of it during the stream but I feel re- like vindicated so, yes I don't feel so bad now I've heard you suffer I'm, I'm glad you're honest about it as well he's like oh no it was a piece of pissing what's wrong with you thank you I don't know when Dead Tentacle Remastered was launched oh it must have been launched in the gap yeah in the past month since we last recorded yeah did you play the original? I did play the original. I borrowed it off a friend. Was it talky? I, you know, I don't really remember. Was there even a non-talky version? I don't even know. I might be talking complete nonsense. I don't know. I've only played the talky version. I do not remember because it was too long ago. I do remember that I did finish it. But I don't remember much more than that. And what are your first thoughts on the remaster? What I thought was funny is that I was totally wrong. Again, I've been wrong so many times recently. I'm having to just eat my words constantly. I guess this is what happens when you just act like a douchebag. I, I think I said that I didn't really like the graphics. It just looked like they'd run a filter over them and it was all procedurally done. And then I'm actually subscribed to Double Fine on YouTube. Uh, for, all the, for all the bad things I say about them, actually, I'm still following them on YouTube. So they put out a video showing like the making of the remastered edition and they were showing them painstakingly redrawing all the art assets and saying well we think this is what they meant to do so this is what we do so they actually really did manually redraw every single frame of animation it does look really good i actually don't really like the look of it but (laughs) each their own so yeah i was wrong they put a lot of effort in i personally don't really like the way it looks but so you have no interest in picking it up and having a go I wouldn't say no interest, but neither do I really feel compelled to play it. I think if I was going to play that kind of adventure game, I should play Grim Fandango, because I've never actually played Grim Fandango. And you have it, free on PlayStation Plus. Oh, is it the... In the past it would have been. Oh, I don't think I was a subscriber at the time it was, but I already own it on Steam, and I think I have it on my iPad as well. (laughs) I think I need two days off sick again, and then I'll definitely go off and... By their tent. So, have you played Dead the Tentacle? Yeah, I have. You played it originally, and you wanted to play the remaster. Yeah, but I don't need to. It's it's one of those dumb things where you think it's been long enough for you to see it as a fresh experience, but you have the, have the comfort of it being something familiar. I wonder what you think, because Majora's Mask, I was astounded by how much I'd forgotten. And so, if I tried to play Dead the Tentacle again, I think I would have... I would have forgotten enough that yeah, it would be quite a fresh experience or I'd remember just enough for it to actually be really counterproductive. Like I'd be like, oh, but I'm sure it's this and it would be something different and I'm, I'm thinking of a different game, but I'd be absolutely certain this was a solution. I'd be like, what have they done if they changed it? Do you play Maniac Mansion? No. You've never played Maniac Mansion. But I think the right thing to do is not succumb to the human condition and actually play something like Broken Age, something proper and new. Uh, I mean, Broken Age, this is the whole everything wrong with Double Fine, isn't it? Is it? I don't really know. I, I'm i just going to start like throwing out opinions I'm not qualified to give. I thought this was everything. I know Broken Age, people felt very mixed about Broken Age. Because of, of how it, it was funded? I think, yeah, I think the way it was funded just left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. I actually really don't know. I didn't follow it closely enough. I did fund it, though. But the game itself? I haven't played, surprisingly. So your views have nothing to do with the game itself? Correct. It's all hearsay and rumour, so I don't really... That's why I'm saying I'm not really qualified. I just hear this is everything that was wrong with it. 
Can we move on? Yeah. Where's your Oculus? I don't know where my Oculus is. Yeah, it, I got an email from Oculus to say, it's shipping, yay. And I was like, oh, awesome. And I went to the... Where to? Oh, to London. Because they, they won't ship to Hong Kong. They'll only ship to one of their launch countries. The most appropriate place I could send it was London. Because although there are places that are geographically closer that they do ship to, I don't know anyone there. I'm not going to ship it to some random address. So I shipped it to a family member in London. And then they're going to have to somehow get it to me. But although they said it was shipping, if you actually go to the page, it says tracking information, you know, tracking ID, and it says will be populated when it's shipped. And it still says that like two weeks later. So, you know, there have been delayed shipping. I haven't got I haven't got it yet. Is it a special edition that you get? It's the Kickstarter thank you one, yeah. But how is it different from the... Oh, I think there's just a piece of paper and it's saying thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's significantly different. What is interesting, actually, is um, I'm reading all the reviews that are coming out now. Everyone's getting their consumer Oculus and consumer Vive. And the Vive just sounds like it's so much better. Really? Yeah, everyone is just saying the Vive is light years ahead. Light years ahead? Because of the, the ones, the motion ones, they're just saying it, it's just such a massive, massive difference. But the Oculus ones will happen just later this year. Yeah, but yeah, the Vive ones are here right now. It is quite disappointing to see someone wearing the Oculus headset but just holding Xbox controller still. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. I, I think that the Vive ones are the real game changer. And I, I was reading I was reading a review today of the Vive headset and they were showing the, I can't remember what it's called, the, the 3D drawing program, essentially, where you can just draw in 3D. That looks like a game changer. That's actually like enabling whole new kinds of art and mind-blowing things. Like that's a real step change. So it's not sculpting, it's draw, drawing, drawing, drawing in 3D. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not sculpting. It's not like got like a block of clay and the chipping away. You can literally just, have you seen those like 3D pens where it's extruding bits of plastic? It's kind of like that, but virtual. And they're just talking about how much fun it is and showing the things they've made in 3D. It just looked really good. It made me really think, wow, I wish I was getting a Vive. <laughs> Does it have the room tracking? Yeah, it's got the, the Vive's got the room tracking, yeah. So, I, mean, I think the Oculus can theoretically do it, but it's just there's no point yet until it's got the Oculus Touch motion controls. So long as whatever you're producing is smaller than the room, you could build it. Draw it, paint it, build it. With a Vive? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you can, like, scroll the painting space around as well. I don't even really know. Obviously, I don't have one of these things. I wonder if you could do things like buildings. That would be... Well, the thing is, this is just the very start. I mean, this is like the MS Paint of 3D drawing programs, you know? But it's already such a game changer. So it's starting to hint at the promise of what VR and what room scale VR and what, like, what it's going to bring. You know, you talked about, oh, using VR for coding and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's coming. People are starting to do it and they're starting to realise, wow, actually, yeah, this is something different. If they could do stuff Minecraft scale, that would be impressive. Yeah, I mean, this is where it all starts to get a bit complicated because when you're embodied in an avatar walking around, if you can walk around in a small space that you've cleared out and there's that chaperone system so you don't walk into a wall or step on your cat. What's the chaperone system? The Vive the headset itself also has like a camera in it and like a, and can track things. So it knows when you're going to walk into something and it will put up like a 
like a holodeck type grid to say there's something here in the real world don't step there because they're expecting you to walk around and i guess that's the difference between the oculus and the the vive the vive has been designed from the outset to to be walked around with if you have your avatar moving like your point of view moving and you're just moving your head that's where motion sickness happens that's why things like eve are okay because your avatar is seated and you are seated in a vehicle that's moving but that's quite natural so you don't feel sick whereas if you're playing Minecraft from VR and you're just moving your head around, then that's quite weird because it's like it's like I was just sitting down here and the the room started moving around me with with no interaction. Like there's something wrong here, and that's when you get motion sick. So okay. Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, this has just totally caught me off guard because I thought Final Fantasy 15 was vaporware, and now it's just a now it's a real thing, and there's demos coming out. I have no idea. I'm also nowhere near as hyped for it as I thought I would be. Because the Final Fantasy games are always this like this mysterious thing. They never released them in Europe back when I was young. Like when well when Final Fantasies 1, 2 and 3 came out in the US, those did not come out in Europe. The first Final Fantasy game to come out in Europe was Final Fantasy 7. And from when Final Fantasy 7 came out I really wanted to play it, I did, I did play it, and I was really into it, and I played 7, 8, 9, 10, didn't play 11 because it was an MMO, but 12, and 13 is where I kind of like fell out with it, well I should probably say the complaints people had about 13 where it was very linear, I guess the Final Fantasy games have always been quite linear, they're always about telling the story, but the gameplay I guess of 13 was just very aggressively linear as well, it just wasn't, I just didn't enjoy it. As much as the previous ones, I guess. And I, I still finished it. I did still finish it. I put in... I don't remember how much. It was like 60 or 80 or some crazy number of hours. I still finished it. But at the end, I just felt kind of, well, maybe I'm done with Final Fantasy. But 15, yeah. It's out. People are playing it. I think the reception is extremely positive. It's been a long time coming. Was there a 13-2? Oh, there was a 13-2 and a 13-3 even, in fact. I didn't play either. So where does that leave you? I'll probably play 15. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. What can I say? At some point, you, you know, the next book I'll go, it's like, it's Final Fantasy 15. I hope you've cleared your calendar thing. Maybe, you never know, maybe I'll get 95. And you'll have no choice and you'll have to pick it instead. That's true. It's unlikely though. Are you going to bother with a demo? It's only half an hour long, I heard. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll just get it on PS4 and play through it. I'm not sure what's going on with this thing with Unlock Carbuncle. So Carbuncle's a summon in the Final Fantasy games, classically, and where they say unlock it, you play the demo and you unlock it for the full game. But the thing I'm confused about is, what happens if you didn't play the demo? Does that mean there's a way to unlock it in the full game and you, you'll get it later? Or does that mean you have to pay DLC to get Carbuncle in the full game? You see, that's the thing I was like, huh, I'm not sure what this means. Hopefully the former, and you just get it earlier than you should. Yeah, that, I would be totally cool with that. If it's, oh, this is DLC, then it's like, oh, jeez. This is the way the world is going. But they did try, it's the same company that did the Deus Ex. Oh, yes. Weirdness. The, yeah, I don't think anybody liked that pre-order. Well, they scrapped it in the end after all the backlash, so. Yeah. They're not that crazy. I didn't actually feel that strongly about the whole pre-ordering thing. 
No, nor did I. I, I mean, I just jump on the bandwagon. Actually, I'm not that silly. Uh, everyone was just Can't like, pitchforks, that. pitchforks, get your pitchforks here. I want one. Oh, mobile gaming. What, why are you saying mobile gaming? I don't get why you're saying this. Because there's two things that have come out. Mitomo and also Clash Royale. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. This does make sense to have a quick chat. Two big things, which... Ah! A lot of people are playing this Clash Royale game. I've heard it's really good. I haven't played it. It's got good reviews and it's meant to be... Have you played it? You haven't... Have, would you know about it? I know about it. I know a fair amount about it. I weirdly started listening to the co-optional podcast on with Total Biscuit. I previously really did not like Total Biscuit. Previously being when? My first exposure to Total Biscuit was in person at... A land party. You've met him. I didn't like shake hands with him or anything, but yeah, I was I was within like ten meters of you him. You could hear him. Yeah, I could I could hear him without a microphone, like with his own voice. He was commentating on StarCraft Two match at a land party I was at. This is new information. You didn't know about this. Didn't know this. You know, and I just thought he just seemed like such a dick. Um, <laughs> who doesn't seem like a dick too? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah i guess you're right i'm just yeah you're right i'm a terrible person i'm a terrible person humorous humorous yeah so i i actually didn't like him uh at first, but well but you were talking about him and you were, we were talking about other popular podcasts and i did have co-optional podcast on my podcast app so i think it was after game trailers shut down and i saw they had some game trailers people on as guest speakers so I listened to a few of them and actually quite liked Total Biscuit recently. I think he's, I can tell he's still really divisive. A lot of people really dislike him. And he does say just some really inflammatory things. And he's just so, he's just acts like he's always right. He's just so smug. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. But anyway, none of that's really important. The main thing is he was talking a lot about Clash Royale. And so as a result, I now know too much about Clash Royale. Enough to download it yeah i probably should give it a go but i've been actually really surprisingly busy recently well other than being on holiday but then i didn't have i only bought the 3ds to play Majora's mask so no i haven't really had an opportunity to play it when i first started i i read it i thought it was hearthstone but animated but the reality actually no it's more like a moba and that changes things are you going to play it? Have you played it? I've played it. And is it good? I started off thinking it was Hearthstone, but with animated characters. And then, because you were just spamming the same thing, I thought, there's no... There's nothing here. It's quite light. But now I've heard people talk about it and say there's something there, I'm actually going to go back. I think it's potentially very deep, yeah, from what I've heard. And then the other one is Mitomo. I don't know if there's a case of me being completely out of the loop. I've been out of the loop for so many things. Like, I didn't see the Final Fantasy XV thing coming. I didn't see... Anyway, Mitomo, I knew it was out in Japan. I was completely flat-footed by it being released in the rest of the world. I don't really know anything about it. I downloaded it. You've got it. Yeah, I've got it. I, <laughs> I downloaded it, and it said, we need to download stuff. We recommend you be on Wi-Fi. And I was, like, in a car at the time, you know, in the backseat of a car, and I was just like... 
uh, okay fine I'll do this later and I never came back to it so I haven't actually I've installed it I've not actually done anything on it you're one step ahead of me yeah I don't know do you know what it is I don't really know what it is I think it's some sort of weird social platform for I Nintendo think- things I just feel like all the Nintendo online stuff has been so ham-fisted and I just don't know what the deal is anymore like how many Nintendo accounts do I have and they're all weird and fake because they don't support it properly in Hong Kong or I'm not in London. I've got an American one and I need to make a, you know, I, I don't understand quite how all the different Nintendo accounts connect to each other. Now. I think they've tried to unify it now. There's a proper. Yes, this is it. This is their answer. Because yeah. DNA are doing it this time around. Yeah, but I have to make an account and Hong Kong isn't an option, for example. So I have to say I'm from the UK because Hong Kong is not one of the launch countries for Mitomo. But it's available in the Hong Kong app store. No, I've got a UK, my iTunes account's UK still. Otherwise, it won't be able to download it at all. I know, I know someone else who's got a Hong Kong and they're like, oh, I can't download it. What about things like Animal Crossing, Tom, Tom, uh, I can't Tom say it, Life. if I say it wrong. Harvest Moon, Animal Crossing, any of these? Played any of these? I played the Super Nintendo Harvest Moon on an emulator. So... <laughs> That's my only exposure to it. I think that's the closest thing I can think of to this. Yeah. Except there aren't any activities. Actually, there are zero activities, I think. It's more interactions with yourself and others. I thought it was just kind of like Facebook for me's. So I can find you. If you create one, I'll create one. This could work. It could be weird, but we could talk about it. I should do it. I just haven't got around to it. And I'm a bit confused by, you know the accounts i guess i should just make a new account i just don't like having all these like weird accounts hanging around but i think also you you start generating nintendo reward points not that i ever redeemed any of these but that's what i mean i've got a load of weird nintendo points attached to my 3ds's login i probably got a load of stuff attached to my wii's login i never bought a wii u because of the whole region locking fiasco but I guess I should just make a new one again and just say, yeah, forget all the old stuff. I guess I don't have that much stuff attached to any of my online Nintendo profiles, so who cares? Okay. Next up is the Division update. Um, so you messaged me last night saying... It's you- not... Wait, it's not... Oh, yeah, okay. So when you say Division update, you mean an update on our status on the Division our rather pro- than... The Division's been updated. No, yeah, our progress with... Well, that, that too. That's actually also happened, but yeah. Our Division progress. We bought the full game. I had great fun trying to log in that first day with all the queues for the laptop. What else? What else to say? Well, you mentioned to me last night that you were level 20. Yeah, I think I'm level 20 or 21. I didn't, I didn't have the heart to tell you that I'm level 30 now. You're level 30 now? Yeah. Well done. So I thought I'd do it to you in person. <laughs> in person? I'm impressed. I'm impressed and surprised. When did you manage that? You were away for a long time, it seems. I was away for a long time. Wow. I thought last time we checked, you were still level 24 or something. And that was like mid last week. So I thought that you were still level 24, but obviously you managed to get it done. So I just managed to fit in two extra sessions. That's all it took. Well, if we hadn't been recording this podcast today, I probably would have played a bit. It doesn't really take very long to level up anyway, so. It's almost a mission will get you up a level. I, I think I'll just burn through it at some point. Do you care about Xbox games on Windows 10? 
I've just missed so much stuff because I've been on holiday and I've been away for 10 days. I've been a bit out of the loop and I was a bit out of the loop beforehand because I guess I've been busy. And then I actually started to think, oh, maybe I should get an Xbox One because I saw that is going to. What the fuck did you just say? I'm going to go. I'm going to go full programmer on you now, but they're, they're all becoming dev kits. You can use any Xbox One as a dev kit. What are you coding to, though? The new Windows 10 Magic API stuff. And they're doing that Windows 10 Anniversary Edition where all the Linux protocol-y stuff is in Windows 10 now. Do you know that? So no Bash is on Windows 10. Bash is in Windows 10, and all of the standard Linux-y tools are in Windows 10. That's pretty good. It's crazy. It's like, what is this? Black is white, up is down. Totally unexpected. So, yeah, Windows 10 and Xbox has suddenly become incredibly developer-friendly. Again, this, again, they this cycle. They pulled back on it. Ian. Time is like a river, and history repeats. Name what game that quote is from. It's probably from loads of things, but name what game I'm thinking of. I don't know. Yeah, answers on a postcard. If anyone knows, do you care about the fact it's become a dev kit? Yeah, I kind of care. Well, this is one of those things where I think I care about it. I probably never actually do anything, so I'm not really going to buy one unless I. I should actually just do some Unity stuff on PC first. But yeah, I think it's quite intriguing that they're doing it. I remember watching Indie Game, the movie, and after that, I went straight to the XBLA homepage, only then to see that they were shutting it down. <laughs> Tragedy. But now they're back. Yeah, and I heard a lot of the, a lot of the criticisms leveled at the App Store for the Windows Store that they had with Gears of War. What's the Gears of War? Ultimate. Gears of War Ultimate. They're trying to sort out. So things like the V-Sync issue they're sorting out they are essentially just allowing you to wrap normal windows apps for the app store as well now so you don't have to to code to the special new apis and do all that nonsense so a lot of the problems around the app store are being dealt with i guess the bad thing is still that it's all finally in virtualized so you can't really mod things that's like the last sticking point and i'm not sure there is that might just be some fundamental limitation of the the way the App Store distribution works. I don't know, or maybe they'll come up with some way around it. Who knows? Hopefully. So you're not bothered about the games? What games? There's Quantum Break? Yep. No. Gears of War? Don't care. So basically all... Cover e- shooter. All yeah. Xbox exclusives bar Halo. I think they won't let go of Halo. I might have played Halo if it had been on there. That's the one I actually care about. So what else? What is- are the other Xbox exclusives? Killer Instinct. Forza. Can't name any others. Yeah, Killer Instinct, I would have been totally pumped for 20 years ago. <laughs> so rude. Yeah, Killer Instinct was the shit like 20 years ago. Is it, 20, it's probably, is it, is it actually 20 years ago or is it like less than 20 years ago? Well, that's nice. A long time ago in a country far, far away. I think you're right, about 20. I would have been 16. Are you 36, Ting? Can you do maths? I was trying to help you here. Yeah, I know. Why, why burn me like that? Sorry. Why burn Sorry. me like that? I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. <laughs> you can leave it in, actually. <laughs> I don't know what happened with the Baldur's Gate expansion, but you do. Yeah, you know, again, it caught me off guard. I didn't even realize they are doing this. I think I probably read something about it like a few years ago and completely forgot about it. And then I was just really shocked. It's like, wait, there's a Baldur's Gate expansion? And then it's like, wait, there's a Baldur's Gate expansion and it's released? And then loads of faff around it. Loads of people saying it's good. Loads of people saying it's bad. Loads of people saying it's good and bad for 
completely the wrong reasons and those people who are saying it's good and bad for completely legitimate reasons but getting steamrolled by the people who are saying it's good and bad for the wrong reasons i don't know well depends what you think is the wrong reasons this is one of those things where it's difficult to touch it with a 10-foot barge pole without being labeled uh game against shit lord i haven't played it so i shouldn't really have any opinion on it anyway so in the, only in your last line have you given any hint as to what's wrong with what's different should i say with this so it's like a weird midquel because they've set it between Bosgate 1 and 2. So you're very constrained because you can't change how the story begins. You can't change how the story ends, I guess. So you kind of already know where it's coming from, where it's going to go. But there's room for a story there, I guess. I think they've made a load of weird UI decisions and then apparently it's really unstable. So these are all very legitimate complaints. There's obviously also a lot of complaints about the writing. And that I can't really comment on because I haven't played it. Okay. Uh, so, who knows? Who knows? What was interesting is playing Baldur's Gate 2 recently, which we did do. Are you still playing it? No. Not right now. Because we did play it again for... You were playing it certainly longer than me. It is in sometimes a bit weird seeing the writing of Baldur's Gate 2 and thinking... I don't know, it's different. It is different to how I... I guess I, I just react to it differently than I did, would have done at the time. The coverage of Beamdog recently about what they're doing with the Baldur's Gate games, you know, with the expansion, for some reason it gave me the impression that they rewrote some things in the Enhanced Edition to make it more diverse. I don't know if they changed the writing in the original games. I don't think they did. I think they... The original games are the original games, and they just made them work. So they've actually changed the the characters almost. So that's, I think, what people are reacting very strongly to in this expansion, because they've changed the characterization of some of the characters. They've they've changed their motivation. They've changed their they've changed their betrayal. It's arguable whether there's anything wrong with them to begin with. I don't know. Well, I haven't played it, so I shouldn't really be passing any kind of judgment on it without having played it myself. The problem is, it's one of those things that just become so toxic. Let's say I did play it, and I just didn't like it. You can't say you didn't like it, because then you'll be labelled as a game game <laughs> So, I think, I'm certainly not going to play it until they sort out the bugs anyway, and then, once all the people with flamethrowers have run out of fuel, and everyone's just raking through the smouldering ashes, then maybe there'll be some idea of is this worth playing or not? And we'll, we'll see if it gets 95. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's, yeah, that's a perfect way to round that up, I think. Oh, last one. Last one on your list. On my list. We already covered this, PS4K. But it's more a case of would you embrace it? And in what fashion in what form it would it have to take for you to embrace it? You know what? I've just realised. Nintendo already does this and it pisses me off. <laughs> so how would I react to it? I'd be pissed off. <laughs> does that answer your question? Because Nintendo already released a new 3DS and it's like how they released the DSi and the... It's just annoying. It's like, it's a games console and I bought it. What do you mean there's a better one and this game only works on the new one, but it's the same thing? It's not like a PC and I can upgrade it. I've just got to buy a new one. This is shit. I'm not used to thinking of consoles this way. If I wanted it to be like this, I'd have bought a PC. Oh, wait, I did. 
Yeah, actually, I mean, I'm just being hyperbolic. Don't know. Different. I would be unlikely to buy one. At least at launch. Yeah, I don't know. It would change the equation if this became the way consoles worked in future. If it became less about it's the ninth generation of consoles, it's the tenth generation of consoles, and more like Macs and PCs, you've got PS4 as the Macs, and you've got Windows, Xbox Ones, and they just keep releasing newer hardware, but that's the platform. Would it be like phones? And okay, in my mind, would you support three models? The last three? That'd be mental if you supported three. You'd support two. It's breaking new ground, really, for the console space. Just so Sony know, I would buy it. You would buy it? Yeah, I would buy it. You know, if I bought a PS4 game, I'd have to buy the console with it. I would feel like I wasn't getting the best experience. You wouldn't feel the same way. It would just be different in my mind, I guess. Because you'd be operating on principle. (laughs) You know, that's the only reason holding, stopping you from buying... A PS4K, right? <laughs> what are you trying to say, Ting? It did have to be a compelling reason for me to buy it. If it, was, if it was really that much better, maybe I'd do it. Will they do it? I think they probably will. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. It's nonsense. Things like the motion controls as well. It's all a bit... The first of the console makers to crack and do it. It's going to be messy. I mean, Nintendo also, even with the Nintendo handhelds where they have done it, it's been kind of a half-assed thing and they've been scared of releasing games that only work on the new one. Yeah, and they've also held back hardware as well. They've had that benefit to sort of temper the the crowds, the masses. Sony don't have that option. They need to release stuff while it's high-end. I want to just say some random things. Go on, then. I want to say some random things. I want to say we got feedback again from Johnson. I'm going to read it very quickly. I've never seen you so excited. You you better read it. We got feedback. There's feedback. Does he say he loves Sir Michael? <laughs> He's pointing out. Uh, it was just the comment about Pony Island last time. Okay. I was saying, oh, it's fourth wall breaking and it's, it's just not as good. Yeah, so he's pointing out that it was originally a Game Jam game. I think 2014, Ludum Dare, the entire game on one screen. I actually was aware of that, but I just totally didn't cut any slack which is probably unfair of me as usual this is a tangent i feel like i'm going on too many tangents i I just wanted to say a load of short things and the other thing i wanted to say was i'm very interested in a game called steven sausage roll suddenly have you heard about this no jonathan blow has absolutely been raving about some game called steven sausage roll let's say it slower steven sausage roll steven's sausage roll okay i looked at a screenshot of it I don't really get it. But then I got the impression it's a game where you don't want to be spoiled. Like, you shouldn't be spoiled. So I've tried to keep myself completely in the dark about it. I'm actually wondering if it's secretly Frog Fractions 2 or something. Does it mean anything to you? You know about Frog Fractions? I've played Frog Fractions now. Oh, you have played it now? Yes. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Nonsense and Tangents and Rambly Mess. This was a very strange episode. That's the title. <laughs> Nonsense. What did I just say? I forgot. Nonsense. Tangents. Tangents and a Rambly Mess. Because we tried to do something different this episode. I'm not sure it worked. Oh, I thought it was okay. You thought it was okay? Yeah, we never, we never repeated ourselves. It never... We spoke for some unbounded amount of time oh, without <laughs> repetition, 
hesitation, whatever it is on that BBC radio show. 90 minutes. Uh, How is this possible? I don't know. I actually said we should aim for less than an hour. I actually said we should aim for like 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But this is right. This is done, right? Yeah, we're done. We're done. So. We are Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. You can find us on. Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. We're doing this backwards. This is strange and different as well. Email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. Reddit, which I'm feeling increasingly like I should just stop bothering with. Slash r slash Lost Levels Club. And Twitch. Lost Levels Club. I need to set up my streaming to that Twitch. I think we should keep trying Twitch. I'm intending to buy Dark Souls on PC to stream it, although I could stream it from PS4 as well. Not got used to streaming on PS4 yet. I've not got used to streaming full stop. I've I've got used to your... I miss your abuse sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes. And that's it. That's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.